There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today, we're going to talk about the hitchhike killer, a man known as William Cockeyed Cook. We're going to be, Brandy said, as Brandy said, we're going to be culturally sensitive. This was the name that the media gave him back in the 1950s when he went on a little killing spree. And uh, we're going to be very sensitive, as we always are, when we talk about people who are different, Brandy. Yeah. And and we're not going to call him cockeyed to me. We're we're just going to call him phallus eye. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Is he cockeyed because he's got Long a because he's got a wandering eye, or is he cockeyed no, a, because you have to cock your eye to aim a gun? No, no, no. Wait, he he has uh, a deformity, I think. Ah, uh, so he's you know he'd be good to take to war. The fucker'd see everything. You know what? Though you don't want see, you, you don't, uh, Colonel. I think you'll agree with this. You don't want to play air hockey with someone who's cockeyed. You probably don't, and you can't sneak up no, on you, you don't. can't sneak up on the left. I'm just saying, right. right? Okay. And you don't want them painting your house, Timmy. Probably not. I don't want them painting. I house. wouldn't think you'd want them on a ladder. They'd just fall. Mm. That sounds awful. Okay. Well, that's their problem. I mean, that's insurance. But you get the, you know, they get to trim all. You got lines on your trim, and it just doesn't. And you know, we don't. <laughs> you don't I want guess them to do when landscaping. We get into the story. We could. Uh, will explain how he got the name cockeye, but you know, that's why you don't have, that's why, that's what? why you only involve two. It's in my book. That's why you <laughs> only involve two people in a sexual encounter. There's only two people because in a menage a trois. Yeah. Some, sometimes <laughs> there's only one. There. Sometimes. Sometimes there's only one. Sometimes the best one's only one. Yeah. Okay. Um, those I find those to be my more romantic ones, but uh, God, do you have Luther you, playing? Little Luther, <laughs> little, yeah, oh, little Teddy P. White. Yes, 
Marvin Gaye. All right. Hey, All right. Timmy. Right. So yeah. anyway, you get four or five <sighs> penises slinging around there, oh. and there, and you might end up a cockeye yourself. Oh. Gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. God. Mm-hmm. Well, amazing. Thank you. Because you know, that. Brandy, you don't have this problem. Tip. But men have this problem where if we get too excited, we might put our eye out. Put somebody's eye out. Well, let's let's. First of all, you two are not doing that because you're no spring chickens. I have you're not. Lucky. You two are lucky to hit the bowl. Do you know, Brandy? Do you so know, Brandy? It's not. I, if I, if I had it's a not dollar, like when you put a, put your thumb over the end of a hose and it just whatever. Like that's not a thing that happens for you two. So I feel like you guys are safe. You know, Brandy, oh, no. I you wish I had a dollar for every time I heard a woman say, not my hair, not my hair. You'd have 50 not cents. <laughs> and I will tell you this. What? I will go up in five minutes. Nope. My prostate is in fine shape. I still have flow, like it's like a fire hose. Well, he was. You can hear me, PM. I mean, it's like. Nope. Brandy, he was uh, he was nominated for prostate of the year. I remember that. I remember that you um, and you lost out to the same girl who got adrenal gland of the year, right? (laughs) I did. Oh, that's too bad. Well, I mean, he's appealing it. Well, he should appeal it. Well, it's like the it's like the Susan Lucci thing. I've lost out to the thyroid girl like three times, but well, uh, right, the thyroid girl. But you know, you know it's always next year. The pancreas guy is so full of himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But All the right. Colonel, uh, Colonel, I don't know if I I think I spilled the beans uh, this week. When I mentioned that you are working on your new book, that is that um, yeah, I'm tentatively titled. I'm, I'm working on a. Come on, it's tentatively titled "How to Make Love kidding? to a Woman Again." Part well, de. you know, Timmy, some of us are not, you know, three pump chumps, and you have you have well. It's not really some of us. It doesn't have anything to do with men, really. It's got more to do with if you happen upon one of those insatiable women, Timmy. Yeah. You know, how to manage your refractory time, um, how how to jump back in the saddle after five minutes when you're done. Because, you know, you get done... You give us some cheese and crackers and whatnot, you know. Let's turn on the uh, turn off Sports Center. Yeah, and then she ready all of a sudden ready to go again. That's ridiculous. She didn't have to do anything but lay there to begin with. Hey. You know, we got to do our work in this. I have an idea. I have an idea, though. Why don't you introduce people, Tim? Let me do that. Oh, there you go, Timmy. Oh, before I forget to say this, uh, Thad Thad Scott is uh, editing our podcast. So thank you, Thad, for that. Yes, thank you, Thad, because Chuck was sucking at it. No, Chuck was very busy. Where He's writing his new book. He has personal appearances. I also want to give a shout out before I introduce you to Andy. Is Andy with us today, uh, Colonel? Andy is uh, Chuck's personal assistant. Yeah, no, I fired Andy. You fired Andy? I fired Andy. I got, I got Audrey now. Too. Audrey. Yeah. 
Okay. Now, what guess. kind of pronouns She's 23. Do we use She's for a 23 Audrey? year old UK, Ukrainian Tim, refugee. Timmy's uh, little uh, uh, Andy, his boobs were too small. Tim. Oh. But Andy, yeah. will, Andy will land somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Audrey doesn't speak English, so it's hard for her to do a lot of them. The stuff. Oh, fuck's as the devil said, she is a 23, 23 year old. And, you know, I'm trying to help. I gave her a work visa to, you know, get into the United States mm-hmm. to escape what's going on over there. So, my husband wants I'm doing one of my those. part, Timmy. I'm he, doing my part. He thinks well, Noah needs an au pair. Yeah. Noah, well, who is 11. Is, you know, speaking of which, James at 15 died this week. And uh, I'm a little sad about that. Who? James. James at 15. It was a TV show. I don't know the actor's name, but it was a TV show when I was a kid. Um, and the guy was the same age as me, and now he's dead. Mm. Well, so you be, know what be, happened? Well, yeah. He tempted fate and bought a book of stamps. <laughs> he did. That's why tempting fate. You won't so, see me buy, buying any stamps. I know. So can we can we go forward now? Yes. Let me introduce a lady who um, is uh, very very loved, and I actually gave her a shout out on our Facebook group the other day. She hasn't responded you did. yet. I did, and uh, you know people well you know get well uh, giving her well wishes and lots and lots but of love, and she just lots of birthday wishes. Lots of yeah. birthday wishes. I did not blow it off. I have been on there. But Although I didn't it was not say it was birthday. your birthday. Your birthday's in Well, May. I know, but I did get a lot of birthday wishes, well, which is birthday. great. I loved all of that, but, you know. Your birthday's May the 10th. Yes. <laughs> this is, and this is February. Okay. Yes. A little early, but it's cool. We can do it all again. A lady who is known throughout the land as being Brandy. employed now. <laughs> oh, yes. We're going to that. Brandy the Benevolent. Her Majesty, Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy, if at all? Got a job, bitches. I got Congratulations. I so how did you pull that off? I don't know because honest, I was super honest with them. And like, really? it was weird because, you know, they start, you know, we're talking and, you know, I just was going through this whole thing. And this lady says, well, she says, I hate to ask, but you know, how do you disengage? Like what's your self care? And I'm like, well, I said, I used to rail on Ted Cruz and Jim Jordan until I got kicked off of Twitter twice. So now I'm super (laughs) banned. And they all thought that was so funny and still hired me. So, I mean, I don't know what kind of shit show this is going to be if they think I'm the best candidate. But well, I'm gonna find out. Okay, and what will you I'd be like doing, to Brandy? On those interview panels. What will I be doing? I will be creating and running a workforce program for at-risk youth. Oh well, that's good well, news for the I, at-risk I, youth I, in our community. What about uh, the at, at-risk adults? Do what? What about the at-risk? Well, Timmy, adults? Timmy, would you agree? <laughs> Would you agree, Timmy, that the moment they walk into her office, that they are at risk? <laughs> I, would agree with that. <laughs> I would agree. I would. I would also agree. agree with it. I would. Definitely and since agree. I'm a manager, I hope I wouldn't have a lot of that. But um, 
Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They thought I was going to be the, I have, I only have experience with my own people, but they go up to, I think 24. Um, and they've got like a residential facility. If, if, uh, you know, if somebody's homeless, they can give them a place to give an apartment to stay on the, on the campus. And it's just, it's a neat program and I'm very excited. Well, congratulations. And that's hold uh, on. You're going to have a staff. I will. I will have staff. Didn't your uh, last staff oh, quit like in mass? I seem to remember no. that Colonel. No, my I staff loves me. Some of them were committed. They're Only just, one person ended up in the out. hospital and that was her fault for stepping in front of that bus. Well, her well, fault. Yeah. Congratulations, Brandy. I'm sure that the at-risk youth out there going to be very I know. happy. Well, um, and also found out this week that my baby, Noah, um, is, you know, in the 95th percentile of kids in the nation doing math at his wow. age. Wow. So that's he's great. gifted. Nice. It's wonderful because I'm certainly not gifted in math. He must got it from all. he must got it from Dave. He did. He absolutely got it from his dad. So well, that's great. We're yeah, I know. So I mean, it's just amazing, and he's amazing, and he doesn't think he knows math, but clearly he does. So it's just well, you got a lot going on. Well, finally, finally, good things are happening. You know, I've applied for a few jobs. Not a lot, but I've I've applied for a few jobs. This kind of test in the water. I've yet to get a call back. Oh, it's ridiculous. And I've applied, and that includes jobs that I applied for on a volunteer basis. So (laughs) I didn't get called back to be a volunteer. (laughs) Oh, I had that happens all the. I had there's a place in town. We have this huge like retirement community and um i had a lady from there reach out to me saying you know hey you know i got your resume i want to set up a phone interview blah 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 she's like you know put on here a date and time and i'll call you so i did it twice never got a call (laughs) i'm like okay so i mean it's just it's it, it the market can't decide really employers can't decide really what they want to do and how fast they want to move. And they're missing out, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's still but I should at least good. get a callback for a volunteer. Volunteer. Position. Well, yeah, I mean, I, mean, you know. I, 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 you know, I, I thought, Oh, I'll, I'll volunteer at the freedom center. Right. Because it's, you know, I'm interested yeah. in that. And it's a great center and good thing you don't live in Florida. And, uh, none, none, no, no, no callbacks, nothing. So, I'm a sad yeah. sack. I'm a sad sack. That's Brandon. hurtful. That's just hurtful. It is. All right, let me introduce. That's enough brandy time, don't you think, Eric? Clearly. There's been plenty of brandy time, yeah. Let me introduce the man who um, is... Timmy, next week, remember to cut cut about four or five minutes off brandy time. She got extra time this week. Okay, we'll try to we'll try to keep brandy time under 30 seconds when we can. Here, yeah, yeah. Uh, 45 is good. Yeah. So, give her that. She's been around for a while. Yeah. So, so Thad, feel free to cut out all brandy time if, if you need it, you know, if, if you need to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, we love your updates, Brandy. We really do. 
I mean, he's the man who... Noah's going to be making bombs in your basement. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, no, I expect, making all I expect kinds the of government. Experiments I and... expect the government on my doorstep. I'm prepared. Did you have uh, any uh, Chinese balloons up there in Lebanon, Brandy? <laughs> you know, we did not. But, you know, and I'm... And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you know, I'm watching this and, and I get why they had to wait and do it over the ocean because the thing was fucking huge. But what was so funny was all I could think of is, you know, out in Montana, you have all those survivalists and all these people that are, you know, probably amassing a whole armory of weapons. And you're telling me one of those hilljacks doesn't have something fandangled that could reach that balloon. Well, I mean, I mean it I was, put it out was flying like. Where, you know, oh, I know. It was super high. Yeah. And that's what Dave keeps saying. There's nothing. You couldn't shoot anything. Blah, 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 blah. But I firmly believe that, you know, one of those one of those groups out there probably has some kind of long-range ballistic missile. Yeah. Just ready to go. Yeah. Oh, yes. So. Well. I could have hit it with a baseball, Timmy. I could have hit it with a baseball. The only I would have bounced off. You know what they need is the a bunch of physics works. You know what we need to invest in instead of uh, instead of investing in all this, you know, high tech military equipment, pea shooters, Colonel. Slingshots. Yeah, slingshots, Timmy. And pea shooters. Slingshots. Yeah, it's going to come down to that. Let's introduce Chuck now. Chuck is a man who is uh he's a as when when we got these balloons flying over us he is a man we turn to in these troubled times. He has been described, Brandy, as an oasis in the desert of despair. By no one. Uh, best-selling author, a man of God. No. Uh, a man of healing. You're just making shit up now. Come on. He, he is known um, for his generosity. Uh, he, uh, he has lots of... Uh, followers who who, Do you, who should I who, leave you two alone? Who wants to? I don't. Who, com who comes to him with questions about the meaning of life? Nobody does that. The very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. I don't know what, wow. what's wrong, I'm Colonel. Glad I was sitting down. Well. You know, I'm 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 at hard hard at work with the book to me. You know that, sure. Um, and now people, my my people are coming to me with this uh, dick doc thing. Uh huh. They want me to be a influencer on on this little on the tic tac where you just give people advice and the tic tac, yeah, whatever it is. Um, and I just I I feel like I'm being pulled in every direction to me. Well, there's only you, you there's got, only so much kernel to go around. Well, right. I and think, you, wait a minute. You need I some me if, time, Colonel. I think if you're on the Tic Tac, you're pretty safe that nobody will see it. So, and I need well. So I I, I went to my doctor, and they told me just I got a self care plan in place to me. Self care, which involves Audrey, my assistant. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But right now, you know the. The thing about this sh the show and being a colonel is, you know, I I don't like to complain about it because I know I've been blessed, but and yet somehow um, you do every fucking week. There's a price, there's a price to fame to me. 
a steep price. A steep, yeah. And I got to pay it every day. Well, I every mean, you're an me. influencer, Colonel. There's no doubt about that. <sighs> mm-hmm. So. Well, I, don't say that. Don't say no one would see that, Randy, because I was fiddling around with TikTok, and um, I don't know. I took uh, I turned the camera on and, and took a picture of my elbow, and then uh, accidentally, I guess I posted it. That's not a thing. I don't. You don't accidentally <laughs> shut up. No, no, no. I'm, I'm telling you, you I threw did. up a picture of your elbow. Did it get likes? It did. Well, <laughs> so I deleted it. Of course, but probably they probably thought you meant something profound rather than, hey, I'm a fucking old man that just took a picture of his elbow and accidentally put it on the tic tac. Now, this has been enough Colonel time. All right, let's talk about our topic I'm, today. Timmy, I'm going to write a sub, sub, uh, what I, uh, oh. my, my publisher said he read some of the things and he, he asked me. Could I do some novellas to me? Some novellas uh-huh. just on special things like how to go to the grocery store with a woman. Oh, Jesus. Which is not, yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. Well, first of all, you know, because I don't like this. If we're going to, if we're going to continue to talk about dumb shit, I want to talk about Tim getting ready to accidentally post a picture of his manhood on TikTok. <laughs> it wasn't my Let's, manhood. I think that we elbow. have to really get, yeah, no, Sure. Sure, and when that happens, you're going to go, oh, my God, and I deleted it. It was such an accident, but you're going to love the likes. You're going to be all over that. Oh, I got 50,000 likes on it. I don't like to brag, but I've been complimented on my elbow before. Well, I mean, it's your best feature. Yeah. I mean, I get I, it, but still, Jesus. Let's, t- let's talk about... Oh, in. No. We we do have to say we don't. I, no because this is a big announcement. Ugh. People have been waiting for this for a long time. Now it's not it's a roundabout way and it's not the one that we wanted. But you finally have gone into rehab, Devil. Is that correct? I have. I have. I have three times a week. Three times a week, Devil's in rehab. I couldn't even well, say so. no, no, no. I could not. I've said for a long time the girl needs to be in rehab, and then finally, well, I heard you were in rehab, and it just now warmed my she claims this for air quotes here her knee. Well, well, of course it does, and she, you know, her, she doesn't sign in as you know her own name. Right. She signs in as you know, but <laughs> Betty she's Ford. in rehab, Timmy. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I don't think she could afford the, the real good one. She's in the, uh, I don't, I don't think the Betty Ford one. She's, she's in the uh, Hillary Clinton way. Well, I no, see. no, settle down. It's basically a shed in my parents' backyard. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> insurance wouldn't cover out. it. <laughs> it's much like, yeah, sweat it out on this cot. That's right. <laughs> Puke in this bucket till you get through the the DTs. That's right. We don't yeah. want that mess in the house. Just stay out here. When you're done, when you're done dragging tie yourself you in. Down to a, tie you down to a cot. Right. All right. Let's okay. talk about Cockeye Cook. Well, before we do, let me remind everyone that we are a comedy podcast. We use adult language. If you haven't didn't know that before, you probably figured it out in the first five minutes of this podcast. So if... Um, if Trigger warnings. Yeah, Trigger yeah. Warnings. So if adult language offends you, then I don't know what to say. 
because this is not the podcast for you. You get the fuck on out of here. All right, let's talk about the hitchhike killer, William. Let's talk about Mr. Wang Eye, Timmy. (laughs) I like Wang Eye. William Cockeyed Cook. And and let me explain before we get all, you know, we get a lot of letters. Letters. We get letters. I'm calling um, Wang Eye. Oh, we get letters. I like this that. is That's what he word. was known as. This is in the 19, 1950s. This is what the guy was. This is, was he was known as this. Even in like the newspaper articles and on radio and TV, they call him William Cockeyed Cook. So, now when you think we're just being cruel, I mean, we probably will be cruel, but it was. Okay. I mean, this it, it was his. It was his. Uh, we didn't build the some bitch. Yeah, Jimmy. And we didn't not, build him. Let's be honest. We're not creative enough to come up with that. Correct. I do enjoy Wang Eye, well, though, so I'll be using that for the rest of the podcast. Thank well, you. Shlong Eye's not bad either. Mm-hmm. Hey, Shlong Eye, come on over here. Wang Eye. Wang Eye's got a certain, a certain feel to it. Certain visceral. <laughs> I'm enjoying it very much. I think after you know what I would suggest, uh, everyone is after you listen to this podcast that you forward it to uh, Brandy's new employer, so they can see how sensitive wow. she is to the people that she serves. Wow! Just I, hope they don't have a teenager this, who is. This guy would have never been in my program. He's older. <laughs> before before Charles Stockweather, of course. He's your good friend, uh, Brandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Charles Starkweather, there was His William name's Stark Weather, like Tony Stark Weather. Yeah, there was her, there was her... William. Has have we covered? I think we covered with Charles Stockweather, didn't we? I think we did. We did. He was he was the devil's muse, Timmy. Nah, it's Stockweather. Go ahead. Before um, Chuck Charles Stockweather, there was William Cockeyed Cook, a brutish. Hell raising young punk who held a grudge against any poor soul we met. Who does that sound like, Colonel? Well, <laughs> well there's like, three of us it here. Sounds like and Dottie. It doesn't sound like me and it doesn't sound like you. Sounds like Dottie. <laughs> How is Dottie, Timmy? She doing she, she yeah. She's still listening. Yes, she is. She's doing fine. I'm sure she doesn't like to being compared yeah. to William Cockeye Cook, but you know, I, well, that's how Brandy is. Tell, tell her Bo sends his love. I will. First of all, she, she loves Bo and she loves uh, Rudy. First of all, I love Dottie. This makes Dottie a bigger badass than she already is. But go ahead. Tell me about this guy. In a brief two-week period in 19, uh, between 19, in the 1950, early in the 1951, Cook res, uh, reigned as the terror of the Southwest in the United States. He, he had a reign of terror, Randy. Well, clearly, and I'm not sure. You say a brief two-week period, but I bet it didn't seem brief to the people in the Southwest. No, no. It seemed like a long two weeks. I bet it did. An encourage, incor- encourageable hellion. Encourageable. Hellion. From the day of his birth, William Cook spent his entire youth in and out of reform school. So he, he would be like... a. A wayward youth, Randy. He would. He actually would be, yeah. I still don't think so. He's eventually, not eventually, he would become a drifter and a hobo. Full-time or oh, part-time? Oh, a hobo. Full-time oh, or part-time? A full-time. Full-time oh. drifter and hobo. Does he get benefits with that? Not another hobo story. Yeah, another hobo. a lot of hobo stories. Well, I'm, I'm, well you know, we're not, we're not a hobo-friendly podcast. 
Well, not. They do. <laughs> Although I'm going to the hobo convention, as my lovely wife keeps reminding me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get ice cream. Yes, I I'm think going, you should do that. I'm going to post it on the Facebook. You absolutely should well, put it on the Tic Tac. All right. We've done too many hobos. Hobo stories today. Hobos are a sodomitic lot, Timmy. Wow. They are. That's quite the word. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, is quite. up right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll work. You're on it today. Yeah. So, well, yeah. you know, I like that. I, I got up early. I got up early. I had to take some That's a switch. He, he got up Rage early, Rage. did his work. Uh, did his workout. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm sure. Well, uh, he was... did my ten minutes to a better body. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Simmons dancing to the oldies. Yeah, there you go. I wonder what he's Richard, Richard Simmons is doing these days. Is he still like locked in his house? Probably nobody's seen him. Remember they made that podcast about him. Yep. Yeah. And when his like they they when they the accusation is that his maid was. Controlling, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know if it's true. I just, but anyway, in his late teens, uh, we'll call him cockeyed, took pleasure in getting a tattoo across his knuckles that spelled out hard luck. You gotta think that's well, you know, that's pretty classy, Brandy. Well, I used to get a guy, wait a minute. I knew a guy in high school that had sweet and sour tattooed over his nipples. So I don't, how, I don't want to brag. How many fingers but, does this son of a bitch have? Do what? I think probably having eight fingers on one hand probably caused him. Well, I'm sure it was. I was sure it was across both both hands. Oh, okay. Well, that would. Be, Here's the problem with that. Sense. Here's the problem with that, Brandy and and Charles. What if it you lose a hand? Exactly. What if, what if you lose yeah. a hand? And then you're just hard. Then you're either hard or, just, or luck. Yeah, you're hard or lucky. Yeah. yeah. And if you lose a hand, clearly it's not luck. So well, I had a, yeah. I had an uncle that had love and hate written across his knuckles. Sweet mm-hmm. and sour. One of Renee's brothers <laughs> has love and hate on their knuckles. Jesus. Like they- Done professionally with a needle and a bottle of India ink. <laughs> The way God intended. Uh, have you ever, are you guys ever in that Facebook group um, about bad tattoos? Oh my God, it's no, so but some of them are super bad. I've seen the no. It's when they get the pictures that are the best. Well, yeah, oh my profile, God. you know, faith, portraits of people on them. You know, the, they look the, like they someone never get the teeth. A, a uh, kindergartner. <laughs> Yeah, you can never, they never get the mouth right. The teeth are always, always messed up and they look terrifying. Well, you know what I want to do? I'd like to do a retrospective, and I think that might be something that we look into. Of all the ladies that got the tramp stamps, uh-huh. you know, when they was 18 back when that was popular. Oh, man. That, and now they're up, probably in, their, not holding they're up well. in their 40s and their 50s. And to see if, you know, that thing's kind of down around the knees instead of the lower backs. Oh, my uh, God. Tramp stamps usually don't age well. No, or the, or the women who got the little dolphins on their butt cheek, and now it looks like Moby Dick <laughs> running through there. You know? Jesus. 
So the tattoo, uh, that hard luck that he got on his knuckles, represented the life that he found as a burden and full of hatred for his fellow human beings. This sounds like Carl Panzram. Kinda, kinda. And Carl Panzram. Well, he will Bye. remind you of him when we get to the end, Colonel. <laughs> William okay. Cockeyed Cook, though little remembered today, was a sensation in his time. He killed six people, including an entire family of five, during a terrifying two-week spree across several American states in early January of 1951. So about this time of year, and 70 years ago, give or take, 72 years ago, William, let me tell you about his early life, Brandy. William Edward Cook Jr., that was his full official name. He was born in Joplin, Missouri in 1928. He had 10 siblings, <clears throat> His father, I mean, he, I, this guy did have a pretty rough upbringing. He had 10 siblings. His father was abusive, and his neighbors were mean to Billy because of his deformity, for which he was given the name Cockeyed. The name became so ingrained in Billy that he would later apply for jobs under the name Cockeyed Cook. So he would now tell me when you when he owned when it. You I mean, he, owned, it, he really owned it. He owned it. He 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 fully embraced the 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 uh, penis eye. Yeah, but penis. when when you say he had a rough childhood, how many stories have we done on people who were like, well, when he was a little kid, he liked to go fishing with his dad and no. belonged to the four H and. Was a good student. Not many, Colonel. Not, not, not many. Not many. Not many. Not many. So here's the lesson, fathers. Take your kid fishing once in a while and he won't be out killing people. Well, his father apparently did not take him fishing because when he was five years old, his mother, Laura, Laura May Cook, that was his mother, Brandy, mm-hmm. uh, she died. And it was all of a sudden... Billy found, uh, Billy, Billy was the one who found her body and seemed forever scarred by the event. A subsequent uh, coroner's investigation, well, I guess it would have to be subsequent, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be, we couldn't do it while she was. don't want to do a proactive yeah, thing. Not a proactive uh, autopsy. Uh, anyway, it was headed by a man named W.G. Hogan. I'm sure you know him, don't you? William G. Uh, w. Mm-hmm. G. Hogan, yeah. uh, Colonel? Yeah, he went on to uh, get a circus, didn't he? I think he became a hero. Oh, did he? Yeah. He made a hero sandwich, and then he went by Hogan's Hero. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, that was terrible. Anyway, he, he ruled it a cerebral hemorrhage was the cause of uh, Mrs. Cook's... Um, Death. She's very young. I think she's in her 30s. And noted that she apparently had been in good health just an hour before her body was found. Huh. Well, how long, how long was, how long, how does he know that? She could have been dead for two hours. I don't know. He just found the body. Well, I mean, isn't that the way we we have to assume somebody saw her? Usually, I mean, usually they're a sudden type of thing, right? They don't linger. 
Right. It's not like you have a cerebral hemorrhage and then no. you, you know, go into hospice or something. When it happens, it just wipes you out, right? How about how about Gherkin Eye, Devil? Gherkin Eye. Gherkin Eye? Nope. Yeah, Gherkin Eye. Wang Eye. That's it. I want to hear another thing about it. You know, something like Gherkin Eye. Flesh Flute Eye. Flesh nope. Flute. Absolutely. Interesting enough, flesh flew And interesting enough, her obituary did not mention her husband, William Cook Sr. Uh, well, that's a snub. No, well, it was. There was. No reason was given for the omission. So that was kind of a snub. So, uh, Brandy, won't you tell us uh, what happens next with young uh, Cockeye? Well, Billy's father, who clearly was a wonderful man, blamed Billy for his mother's death and would often come home drunk and beat Billy and call him a mommy killer. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure that is not, uh, my God, I can't thing. imagine why he'd grow up to be a violent <laughs> sociopath. Yeah. I'm um, not sure that that is, uh, mentally healthy. Well, there was killer. no evidence that Billy actually harmed his mother. Uh, in fact, uh, Billy, she was the only person yeah, in fact, she was the only person who was even nice to Billy. So, oh, that's nice. His mom was nice to him. How lovely. Yeah. Shortly after Laura Mae Cook's death, Billy's father abandoned him in an abandoned mine shaft. So I'm taking it. He's still maybe five, six years old. Oh, here yeah. we go. So wait a minute. No, he set him up. He gave Billy two cans of cat food, a half empty bottle of milk, and told Billy... Godspeed, motherfucker, Godspeed, and well, left him in this cave. Yeah, it's not, just to paint a, a better <laughs> That's picture. That's terrible. For the, for the Jesus. Here. What a piece of shit. All right. Well, I mean, well, I mean he did get, I mean, did he give him a, a can opener? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> he better hope it was a pull tab. He probably had to take that, you know, uh, you know, friskies or whatever, and pound it against the side of the mine. Jesus. Maybe gave him a pick. Dude, Maybe this gave... kid was six. He's not doing any of that. That's so ridiculous. Anyway. But it says a lot about Billy. See, it says a lot about Billy to me. Well, sure. When Billy tells this story and says, he gave me a half-empty bottle of milk. Instead of a half full bottle of milk. Yeah, yeah that's the, it that's tells the you a lot. Was gives a you a lot of insight on his uh, psychic, doesn't it, Colonel? That's amazing. All right, yeah, he was he was a negative person. You're saying, he's... Colonel? So exactly, he didn't try to make the best of it. He's like, oh, I got a half empty bottle of milk. Oh my god! You know, let me just sit here and die. Me. All right, so, so he, you know, he, I mean, he was like coming it. off as somewhat of a spoiled brat. I I agree with the Colonel. Well, I mean, obviously, children that watch their mothers die, you know, they are spoiled, perhaps a little bit, whatever. So, just a just a little trivia on Billy. We didn't know, watch her um, die. He found her body. She was already okay, dead. Bad. Sorry, he should be get. He should be get. He should get over it then. <clears throat> well, now turn the page. The hard turn luck the page is what I say. was actually put on one hand. The tattoo. Yeah. On the top knuckles, like you know, if you make a fist and you have. You, you probably oh okay yeah I know what you're talking about right now so in the dips and the got hard on those first ones and then uh, luck on the bottom ones by the fingernail but oh, is so it is hard luck even a uh, is that even a 
expression. I thought it was bad luck. I know hard luck. It's only an expression. You've never heard that? Well, I've heard it before, but I, and not as something I'd tattoo on myself. Well, I mean, let's first of all, let's establish that he's not stable. So him getting whatever tattooed on his knuckles, I mean, it could have been anything. So, I mean, he wasn't right. Nobody would, you know, hard well, I, I feel I'm you're judging pictures him, of Billy, though. I feel like you're a bit judging. And, and it kind of scares me that you're going in well, this new position. Right now, I'm judging ever, Billy's father. You got all this responsibility in this new position where you're helping wayward youth. And then uh, he sounds pretty judgmental to me, Colonel. You okay. know, I'm looking at pictures oh, of Billy. And his eyes don't really look that bad. Not enough to be cockeyed. Well, you probably have to see him in person. All right. You you never played air hockey against him. That's all I'm saying. Probably not. (laughs) Billy was soon discovered. They played jarts. Billy was soon discovered there by the authorities, and all the children were placed into foster care except for Cook. Except Cook. A deformed eye and belligerent attitude stopped him from being adopted by any family. So he became well, one of the state. Who's going to adopt a kid who's cockeyed and's got hard luck on his knuckles? Yeah, I mean he's six. I don't think he got the tattoo yet. <laughs> okay, that so, comes later, is what you're saying. I, I think so, Colonel. Uh, do you Billy, remember that? Um, do you remember that uh, uh, Sopranos episode where the kids were shooting arrows up in the air, or air and <laughs> catching them with a with a target? And the kid got the arrow right in oh, the yeah. head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Why are you laughing? But who's going to... And what I'm trying to wonder is... I mean, you got a kid, right? And we already know what kind of attitude he was. He's, you know, the half-empty bottle of milk. And I think that's very telling. Oh, my God. So he's not going to be at the top of the list. It's like, okay, you know, I can't find a babysitter... And, and, you know, who ha- who among us hasn't? You know, you can't find a babysitter. You really want to go out to La Rosa's that night. And, you know, you put your kids in a mine shaft or lock them in a closet, yeah. put some cat food in there. I don't want a kid who's always going to complain about that. <laughs> yeah, he. You know? I think he, I, I do think, Brandy, that he had a bad attitude. Well, okay. Oh, I only had, we only got half a box of Captain Crunch in here. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck is that? So, Billy uh, was eventually placed in the care of a woman who accepted state money to look after him. Uh, But, of course, they did not have a great relationship. Billy later claimed that his foster mother would drink wine, put on Frank Sinatra records, and sexually abuse him. Oh, that's not cool. Not cool. How old was the kid? I don't know. It doesn't say. Ten, I think. Ten or eleven. Um... Okay, hold on. So he was under 12. Yeah, he was Uh, under 12. Soon Billy drifted into petty crime and was eventually arrested for truancy. At the age of 12, he told a judge he would prefer a reformatory to more foster care. Well, yeah. So he spent uh, several years. He got old old woman putting on Frank Sinatra records and drinking wine. I'd say, yeah, I'd give me the reformatory. Well, sure. I don't want to go back to her. Um, he spent several you know, years. He spent several years in detention before he was transferred at age seventeen to the Missouri State Penitentiary. 
Now, that's where he might have considered and thought, well, the wine and Frank Sinatra don't seem so bad. But And you know what? Why do women have to? Why do women have to ruin Frank Sinatra for the boy? Yeah, That's he's always the way. He's always, every time he heard Frank, he was going to think. Yeah, it was going to get hey. a flashback. It just ruined no, Frank's album for the boy. Little my <laughs> way, and he he. So hold on, hold on, hold on, dipshits. We are not going to make fodder of his sexual abuse. We're no, not going to no, do no. that. No, no, no. We're just saying we're that not making fodder. I'm just saying you don't have to involve Frank Sinatra in it. I'm saying. We're going to move on because while in prison, a fellow inmate stole Billy's pillow. So Billy, obviously having good coping mechanisms, assaulted the inmate with a baseball bat, nearly killing him. Where do you get a baseball bat in prison? Well, you know, (laughs) I think you can buy them at the commissary. It seems to me, if you can get a baseball bat, you could easily replace the pillow. You would think. Wouldn't that? Maybe it was his favorite pillow. Maybe it was a Casper pillow. Wonder if it was an aluminum A My Pillow Guy pillow. No. Could have been one of those. All right. So when he was released from prison in 1950, he returned to Joplin and briefly reunited with his father. Uh, He told him, he told his father his intention was now to live by the gun and roam. What an idiot. Among us. Well, you can't blame him for wanting to roam. Well, Wang Ai then drifted to the small desert town of Blythe, California, where he worked as a dishwasher until just before Christmas in 1950. In late December, he headed east again, and on the way, he acquired a snub-nosed 32 caliber revolver in El Paso, Texas. There, in late December 1950, his crime and killing spree began. He kidnapped an auto mechanic who picked him up hitchhiking and forced the man into the trunk of the car. The man escaped shortly after using a tire iron on the trunk, on the trunk, in the trunk. Uh, the family of an Illinois farmer named Carl Mosser en route to New Mexico would not be so lucky. All right. So this family is in Oklahoma, the Mosser family. Carl, 33, Thelma. Not be so lucky. Hold on. I feel like there's something implied, but not said that. I just read what I'm given. So um, so I believe Mr. Mosser was killed. He well, met his demise. I'm going to need you to it, just keep your panties on for a second. In Oklahoma, the Mosser family, Carl, 33, Thelma, 29, Ronald, 7, Gary, 5, and Pamela Sue, Three, this mother picked up Cook, who was once again hitchhiking. So these fucking people with their kids picked up a hitchhiker and thought, that's a good idea. This is 1950. Still, though, whatever. So Cook, of course, being Wang Ai, uh, pulled out the 32 caliber snub-nosed pistol and told Carl to drive. Over the next three days, Cook and the Mossers wove their way back toward Cook's hometown of Joplin, Missouri. On the third day, Cook shot them all, including the family dog, and dumped the bodies down a well not far from Joplin. He shot the dog? He shot the dog. I wonder how big that car was. Well, he's probably, you know, a station wagon or whatever. Could have been a pickup truck. I don't fucking know. Uh, Billy proved not to be the brightest criminal. Shocking. He left a, rec- a receipt for the gun he purchased to murder the Mosser family. Yeah, yep. They had the receipts uh, on him, Randy. 
Yeah. The police used this damning clue and soon learned the identity of its fiend of this fiendish killer. Soon there was an APB out for William Wang I Cook. After I wonder if they if they when they put the APB out, if they said he's armed and when they described him if they said he has one penetrating eye. I think my, I, I, just, that would be, see, Colonel, his, that's word, his that, that's a master wordsmith there, Brandy. I, yeah, I'm not recognizing that. So after the Mosser family, Billy headed west, outside Blythe, California, where he had once worked. Give it 10 minutes. After the show, you're going to get that. Okay. And it's going to make you laugh. Okay. Um, Deputy Sheriff Homer Waldrop. Uh, became suspicious of Cook and went to the motel where he had earlier lived with a friend. Hoping to question the friend, he was instead taken by surprise when Billy Cook himself jumped from behind the door and took his revolver. Waldrop oh, I, I was bet he was hostage. surprised. Yeah. Waldrop was it, taken it, it wasn't a happy Cook. surprise. Probably not. Was this like Barney Fife shit going on here? <laughs> Jump! You, you, this guy may have shot the whole family, and I'm going to go take a look in here. And he jumps out from behind the door and surprises me. Now, well, why didn't he kick the door open, hit the guy in the face, make him both eyes go all cockeyed, and then pull his pistol <laughs> on him and say, "You're going down like a dirty dog"? Because it wasn't Instead, a SWAT he operation. Whistling Dixie. It wasn't a SWAT operation. He showed up hoping to talk to the friend, who was in no way involved in jack shit. So there well, would be no we reason. We don't know that, Brandy. Can oh we really God. say he wasn't involved? We don't know. Uh, I, well, okay. So, well, I mean, it's not in the script, so I have to assume. Right, right. As with the Mossers, Cook forced the deputy to drive around aimlessly. During this drive, Cook bragged about murdering the Mossers. After some 40 miles, Cook ordered the deputy to pull over and lie face down in the ditch, saying he was going to shoot him in the head. Okay. However, Cook instead got into the police car and drove away. Now he's got a right. police car. Well, now Chuck has a really long car. How would so you like to go. be that son of a bitch? Going back to work. Right. Well, I ain't got my gun. I ain't got my car. You know, you're riding a bicycle back to your job. Hey, you're, uh, or that, that's you're humiliating. You're standing there and your deputy. <clears throat> yeah, you muddy deputy because you've been laying in a ditch. Trying to hitchhike back down the road, trying to get a ride. Then you get picked up by another ex hobo, and I mean, it's just uh, where does it end? Is I what you're saying. I wouldn't want to. I've had some bad days, but it sounds like this man had. You know, that was. A, I bet it happened on a Monday, probably, probably, because that's how Mondays tend to go. You know, you, yeah. He's lucky he didn't take his clothes, because the only thing worse than that is to be standing on the side of the road hitchhiking in your underwear. Yeah, I've had to do before. So, uh, yeah, a lot cool. of times you won't get picked up if you're hitchhiking in just your underwear. Yeah, but here's the thing, Chuck. What you were doing no, was not trying to hitchhike to... on the side of the road in your underwear. That's well, not what you were trying to do. And it wasn't my thumb I was holding out either. I way. know. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So, so in conclusion, <laughs> Charles, are you with us? Apparently, Billy spared the deputy's life. Because he had once worked with the deputy's wife, or he spared his life because he had once worked with the deputy's wife. See, there was some sentimentality in Billy. Yeah. Now, he would rather, he would later say that the deputy's wife treated him 
better than anyone except his own mother, who he killed. Now, Billy would kill once more during this spree, shooting to death an encyclopedia salesman from Seattle. And really, I mean, that only counts as half a one because, you know. Who hasn't won? Who hasn't killed an encyclopedia salesman? (laughs) Right, right. I mean, that could have been a misunderstanding. Um, So anyway, he reportedly offered Billy a discount on the books because he said his eyes were so jacked up they weren't going to do him any good. And then Billy got mad, pulled out a gun, and shot him. Yeah. No. Now this this is actually this this is the true part of this. The guy offered him a discount on the books because Billy couldn't read. Well, he said because you're illiterate, I'm going to give you these books cheaper. Well, that's. I mean, Billy does not like a deal. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, it it was a good offer. Maybe he could learn. That's a good offer. Well, I just don't know. Uh, you know, it's only worth half to. So, are you saying that? I mean, how much are you saying that if you you couldn't read that uh, you don't you know you couldn't benefit from Funk and Wagner encyclopedia? Well, what I'm saying is, if you're an encyclopedia salesman and you knock on somebody's door, okay, mm-hmm. and the person says, "Well, you know, that's all lovely, but I can't read." And you still hang around and badger the son of a bitch. Maybe you need to be shot. It was a hard sell. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it was a. It was that was a uh, like those. What was that stuff back in the day when people come to your house and make the the multi level thing? Uh, the oh, pyramid you know scheme. I, it was a huge. Yeah, it was a huge one. Uh, Herbalife. Oh, Am- oh yeah, Amway. Herbalife. It was like. Amway, Amway, yeah, these were the first Amway salesmen. All right, and do you feel better now that you got Amway out? Because I'm just we're gonna need to I'm go. Just, all I'm saying is, if you are told that I can't read, it's like walking into Ray Charles' house. I don't think he had to be saying, told he couldn't hey. read. I think he shot the guy because he offered to give him a discount <clears throat> because he couldn't read. Like right. I think, no, no, no. And you walk into I think Ray Billy Charles shot him because he say, couldn't read. I think Billy okay, shot him because I'm the guy I'm going to give you here. a discount on the uh, fifth, you know, Ray Charles only needs a 19-inch TV, right? Mm-hmm. But your salesman, you, you come in and say, I'm going to give you a discount on the 52-inch TV because you're blind. Well, Ray going to start pulling out a gun and shooting everywhere and trying to hit the guy, right? Right. It's just, what that's he, how the what world What if it's works. not a discount because he's blind? What if it's just a discount? And Ray Charles is like, seriously, motherfucker, I'm blind. Boom. Well, That's what I think happened. It's discrimination. It's rubbing Billy's nose in his blind. Okay, well, then let's talk about what happened to the guy after that. Well, <clears throat> he uh, dumped his body in a ditch, as criminals are wont to do. Then he kidnapped two hunters. Now, how in the fuck, what kind of hunters were they? Were they hunting with spoons? What the fuck? How you, how you kidnap two hunters? These guys got big ass rifles. There's two of them. Maybe they, they maybe they were maybe a thirty-two snub nose. Maybe he was hitchhiking the and the hunters picked him up. That could have happened. Hit, and that he, could be. And he held him at gunpoint. Oh, that? he got the drop that? on him. He got yeah. The drop. Yeah. Okay. So where the, where are they going, Charles? Well, they weren't very good hunters. Is all I'm saying. They were in the car. So now we. Well, they're they're probably the had gun rack. 
I can tell you if I'm carrying around a, something big enough to kill a kill a deer, you're not going to kidnap me. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So, so they now our story leads us to Mexico, and Billy's deadly crime spree. It comes to an end. In a small town called Santa Rosalie, the local police chief, Louise Jones. No, it's not. <laughs> Louise Parra. Let's get, we got to give the guy credit. Cook. Parra. Yeah, Louise Parra. I think he's probably dead Parra, right now. But. Louise Parra. And probably recognized Cook. And then walked right up to him, unlike the other deputy, plucked the thirty-two caliber from his belt and arrested him. A short time later, he was handed over to the FBI. That's a federal Jay bureau Edgar of Hoover. investigations. Hoover had him. Yeah. Now, Cockface Cook was now returned to Oklahoma City to stand trial for the Mosser killings. Now, because he had taken them across state lines, it had become a federal case under the Federal Kidnapping Act. But to avoid a possible death sentence... He pleaded guilty. He just copped out and pleaded guilty. Now, the guilty plea was permitted by the judge due to the disputes over Cook's mental health. One psychiatrist thought he was sane and a psychopath, while another thought he was insane. So finally, Billy was sentenced to 300 years in prison, 60 years for each counter-murder of the Massa family. That's a long, that's a long now, although, time to spend in prison, Randy. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Well, Billy didn't have to spend that time in prison because although Billy avoided the death penalty for the Massa families, he was not so fortunate when he was tried in California for the murder of Robert Dewey. In 1951, a California jury found Cook guilty of murder in the first degree for killing Robert Dewey. See, that was they his did mistake. Not make a recommendation for mercy. That's right. And it made the death sentence mandatory. His so they they're dragging Billy to the chair and they ask him if he's got any final words. And any remorse, and he just stared at the judge, and he said, no, this was to the jury. He stared at the judge, and he said, I hate everyone's guts, and everyone hates mine. <laughs> See, that's the kind of negative guy yeah, he was. Yeah, but that's kind of he like couldn't a look Carl in the mirror and say, man, right? He said something similar. Right, something similar. Would you hurry up, you, you who's your <laughs> dumb bastard? I could have killed myself three times by now. <laughs> but... And so Billy's last meal, of course, was uh, was and and if he if he would have just done the you know the Al Franken thing once in a while, get up in the morning in the mirror, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough. What is, what does this I'm have to do with his last cross-eyed, meal? And everybody likes me. I'm good enough. You what? know, people like me. He wouldn't have had that mindset. Okay. Well, what so did, Billy, tell me about his last meal. He gets his last meal, and he got some fried chicken. Some French fried potatoes, Yum. some peas. This is like shit my mom would make me have to eat when I was a kid. What? I mean, this ain't much of a meal. Pumpkin pie. I like pumpkin pie. Coffee. And as Billy said later on, a half a cup of milk. There you go. I wonder if they gave him a yeah, full. a half empty cup of milk. <laughs> I wonder if it was a half yeah. empty. 
glass of milk. Yeah, half empty cup of milk is what he said. Maybe, uh, maybe some now, cat food they, on the side. They take him down December twelfth. They take him down at San Quentin. They put him in the gas chamber. They drop the two little tablets as I climb bees. And that's the end of Billy. He was a ripe 23 years of age. And was very young. Now, his body was returned to Joplin, Missouri to be buried in the Peace Church Cemetery. Jeez. Now, less than a year after his death, a movie based on his spree, The Hitchhiker, was released. The movie is notable not only because it is a better-than-average crime film, but because it is one of the first films ever made in Hollywood that was quite clearly based on a killer whose crimes were still fresh in the minds of filmgoers. So Billy, they, Billy was nominated for an Oscar, but he did not get one because he was dead. Yeah, I, don't he didn't get he was, I don't think he actually was in the film, but maybe they recognized <laughs> him at the at the Oscars. I don't know. At the Golden Globes, sure. <laughs> yeah. Instead of getting to walk the red carpet, but Billy got to walk that green mile. Very so. nice. Look at you. Brandy, what's your final thoughts on William Cockeyed Cook? Uh, you know, I can't get past his dad throwing him in a cave with cat food. So my thought that was, is that kid I mean, never that, had a chance. That, that, was a, uh, that wasn't a very good thing to do. We don't. We would poor not. parenting. We would not uh, recommend that or endorse that type of behavior. But I mean, well, on the bright side, not read uh, on the bright Spock. side, he gave him well, two cans of cat food, so he just didn't give him, you know, like one. Because I don't think back then they had the little tabs where you just pull it up. I think you had to use a can opener back in the day. I don't know. Hmm, All bad. Look that up, uh, Audrey. Let me know. Audrey, check that out. Cat food. Uh, Colonel, what's your final thoughts on William Cockeyed Cook? Well, you know, it, I I feel sorry for the guy because it, it, I was giving Tanner a bath one time. Oh, he was a little sake. child, no, about three no. years old. Ugh. And uh, I told him to dip his head under the water, you know, so his hair, hair could get wet, you know, so I could wash his hair. And when he dipped his head under the water, he looked at me, and his left eye went all the way to the left. Jesus. And I was like, oh, no, what the hell? And then I got Renee to come in and look at him, and then we spent some time. It turned out he had a lazy eye. Mm-hmm. And, I'm sure he appreciates um, you sharing this. Well, quite a bit of treatment later. He, he no longer has that. Although I had a lazy eye when, he I was can in, still, uh, when I was in first grade. <clears throat> I had to wear a patch. I looked like he a pirate. He can still make people do it. <laughs> he can still do it on on demand. So to fuck with people sometimes, he will just move his left eye all the way over to the other direction. And uh, it's unnerving. So um, I, think that, fuck. I think they were right to put him down. Sandy Duncan had a glass like a dirty eye. dirty dog he was? She did. Well, is she still alive? That was kind of hot. I just... No, I think she's dead, but I just thought since we're just randomly pulling up shit from people with bad eyes, I'd say Audrey, that uh, can you get Audrey on that? See if uh, see if uh, Sandy Duncan is still alive. I never found her. Sandy I Duncan? never never find her very attractive, honestly. Okay, sorry, my bad. 
So I, that's I found what you a think. Somewhat attractive, but um, I you know what I always wondered about Sandy. Now I'm going to tell you something. This is a true story. I have <clears> to pee. That's a true story. So let's get this going. My brother-in-law owned a building supply company, uh-huh. and he would take in drifters, whatever, and let them work there. And sometimes just let them live in the yard because it was a big, big yard. You know, when you have building supply, company. right? And he had this old timer there, <clears throat> and back in the day, I, uh, they closed the Cincinnati Public Schools. I was in ninth grade, Timmy, and my brother-in-law, they closed it because of the gas shortage. My brother, this is a true story, my brother-in-law <clears throat> offered to let me work out there, and he was going to pay me, and this was way back in 1977, Timmy. Mm-hmm. He was going to pay me $9 an hour to work there. I'd that was a it, fortune back yeah, then. Yeah, it was a lot of money back to then. To a 14-year-old kid. So our first day, I stay, I'm stay. i staying at my sister's house, you know, for this time. And we drive into work together. And he got there real early. But there was this old country boy named Russ who would always be the first one there. And he's like, Russ is back. He called it a barn, you know, this huge work shed that he had on the thing. Mm-hmm. He stopped and got some donuts, and he said, Russ is back in the barn. Go back and eat some donuts, and, you know, I'll start you in a little bit. I got a couple things to do in the office. And I walk in, and I said, are you Russ? And he says, I am. And I said, I'm Chuck. I'm going to be working here for the next few weeks. And Russ reached out his hand. I swear to my Lord, Timmy, as he reached out his hand, his eye fell out and hit the table. His eye came right out of his head and hit the table, Timmy. How do you what do you, how do you work with that, Timmy? How do you work with it's, that? It's it's a awkward moment, I would imagine. Oh it was an awkward moment. Did it roll it was away? An awkward moment. Or? It almost had me running screaming. No, it was not a whole and that was the thing. My brother in law eventually got him a full eye. It's probably but when just he was little, he had lost his eye. Yes, it was like a half eye thing. So they did they do and, it to uh, you just to set you up or No, it was just an accident. It happened all the time. Apparently Russ, he'd be working, his eye would fall out, he'd get up, wipe off the dirt, pop it in his mouth to get it all the way clean, wipe it on his shirt, and pop it right back in the hole. Ugh. That's a true story. Ugh. That happened to me. That's called walking it off uh, and not being a baby about everything. So now let's yeah. wrap this up so that. Okay. I let's let's be- uh, thank our supporters on Patreon. If you would like to support this um, program on Patreon, just go to <laughs> patreon.com slash history dweebs, pa- uh, patreon.com slash history dweebs, all one word, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or Colonel. Or just a wee little bit. Too. We want just to a give a uh, shout out, um, especially to a new, uh, one of our new uh, uh, Patreon supporters. That's Guy Savage. So thank you, Guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Colonel, you have the list. I have the list. We got um, Stevie and Liz Lawrence, um, who came to DweebCon this year. And Stevie's Kim very Purple generous. And baby so Sam. Thank you, Stevie. Stevie, thank you very much. Stevie smiles. Won't you smile a while with me? Stevie. Stevie smiles. Emily, Alan Cox, Aaron Kunkamola. Timmy, have you been following Aaron's saga 
with his little baby. No. Aaron had a baby. Yeah. Um, the baby, I think, was born a little bit early. Spent about nine days in the hospital. Um, I believe that the baby has gone home now. Just a beautiful, beautiful little baby. So congratulations. Yes, on that, congratulations. Um, um, let's see. Anna Kaufman, Shelby Pelegi, Gina Green. Let me congratulate you on your Chiefs and your your victory with the asterisk on it. Yeah, um, Chris from and uh, cheating Teresa our Bengals. Too. They are big Chiefs fans. Chris and Teresa, yes. Andrea, Luis Sedans. Telsey, Alacron Poor, Buffy, Danielle Knight, Marianne Knight, um, the Already Gone podcast with Nina, who was nominated for a major award, Timmy. Yes, yes that's exciting. Yes. Her. Congratulations, Nina. So, yeah, she might be the most famous person I know. Amber Anderson, Ben Dobrovich, the Bloody Murder podcast, Timmy. Bridget Bernard, Cassie Kitchens. Christy Lee with her Canadian true crime, eh? Carl Aspland, Cheryl LeBlanc, uh, two of our absolute favorite people, Timmy Clark and Diane Trowbridge. Um, Erica Kinney, Aaron Turner, Marsha Boris, Jay Cleveland Payne, Jamie Dent, Iro, Jason Dykes, and of course John and Do Jeff and Don Chestnut, Jennifer Orcutt, um, Jennifer Svoda, Jess, Kelly Shrett, Kim Stroop, Christine Malachinsky, Laura O'Reilly, Marsha Boris, Marie, um, Mary Sheldon, Michelle Johns and Paula Kimes, um, Sarah Bloom, who we we know and love. Of course, we cannot skip over Shannon Arnold and Sue Van Hook. Shirley Strap, who is one of our all-time favorites. Just all-time favorites malachi um they the they walk among us podcast we send our condolences uh rosie had a really rough week last week she lost three cats yeah, in a week, that, that three cats a week. that's just it is it's a, it's i i lost my own lily a couple weeks ago timmy and it's she was 19 a beautiful cat anyway todd long Tommy Lane, Aloha Tommy, uh, and Tracy Smith, Timmy. All right. So we'd like to thank all those people. Yeah. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. If you would like to uh, join the Patreon group, just go to patreon.com slash historydweebs, all one word, and we would really, really appreciate it. Okay, it's time to wrap and, up. You know, I've noticed this. I've noticed this pattern, and I'm just going to say this. I hope we never get to this point where people will put out trailers for episodes, mm -hmm. but say, but it's only if you're a Patreon sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. We. 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 First of all, we don't know how evangelize, to evangelize, Timmy. We proselytize. Well, <laughs> oh, no. I know how to do it. I can do it. We proselytize our words of wisdom to the entire world for free. Yeah. You can give to Patreon if you like. We would much appreciate it. But we don't put you in that position of, well, you know what? If you want to hear a story of Dick Stop Eye, it. well, then you got to dig into your wallet for it. 
I just don't like the whole the whole practice of what's going on here anymore. Well, we're not. It's not a very step uh, off that soapbox. We're good. (laughs) We're good. All right. uh, I like to feel we're superior to other podcasts, Timmy. In some way, that's the only way I can find us to be superior, Timmy. Well, we have we do. You know, I I don't know if that overcomes brandy, but it is something. Whatever. It puts a dent in it. Puts a dent in it. Thank you for joining well, us. Well, Devil, you take care. Would please follow up with your therapy and continue on. And you know, one day, one day you might just live a semi-normal life, Devil. God, I hope not. No. All right. Uh, thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Tweets. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye. Good day. I don't like to brag, but I've been complimented on my elbow before. I knew a guy in high school that had sweet and sour tattooed over his nipple. Get the fuck on out of here. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.